LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? Welcome to Monday Munchies, episode 51. On these episodes, you'll be sitting shotgun on my adventures of exploring restaurants in the past few weeks. Grant, this has been a lot longer past few weeks because of a lot of things going on, but anyways, I'm back to it. I'm definitely not a certified food critic, but I do enjoy eating, and someone said I do have a certain set of skills. <laughs> I have no idea what those would be, but who knows. And also, I'm definitely not a quote-unquote yelper like the majority of residents of South Park, Colorado. So, as you can tell, I always enjoy checking out cool new restaurants. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our adventure here as we check out a few cool places around town and up in Wisconsin. Our first stop is the Warbler. Since opening in January of 2018, the Warbler has become a welcome mainstream Chicago's north side, Lincoln Square neighborhood, located at 4535 North Lincoln. Named after the Midwestern migrating bird known for re or for congregating weird. For congregating large groups to chatter and socialize, the Warbler is a sun-filled gathering place for both locals and visitors to enjoy delicious cocktails and chef Ken Carter's elevated comfort food. The Warbler is the second restaurant owned and operated by the hospitality team behind Lincoln Square critically acclaimed Gather located right next door. This place was absolutely fantastic, and I went there for brunch. It was packed, but it wasn't packed in a bad way. There was plenty of space, plenty of tables, like, of, like, of, like, space between everyone. It wasn't a loud, crazy, River North-y, West Loop kind of brunch. It was just a really nice, pleasant, huge restaurant, very welcoming people when we walk in. Uh, start off with a gumball head from Three Floyds, because I always enjoy Three Floyds beer. And actually ended up getting the Cubano sandwich. Um, just wanted some protein and some cheese or whatever. But here's the kicker. Felt a little aggressive and ended up ordering the nachos as well. These were the best nachos I've ever had. These were a shredded pork shoulder. Tomatilla salsa, crema, sambal, and black beans. It was absolutely incredible. I love nachos. I get nachos all the time. If you're at a brewery and there's nachos there, I'm ordering them, no questions asked. And the pork shoulder, I think, is what really made a kick. This place was super fun, super elegant. Didn't get a chance to sit in the patio, but they did get a chance to sit inside. They have plenty of live plants in there, so good air ventilation and stuff like that. Definitely a place I'll be back to. Um, kind of awkward to get over to Lincoln Square, but definitely glad I made the effort to head on over there and try out their brunch. up is Andros Taverna. In the heart of Logan Square, Andros Taverna is a contemporary Greek restaurant from chef Doug Salsas, serving sophisticated Mediterranean food cooked from the soul. Inspired by the Cosmoton Taverns of Greece, Andros Taverna is a story of culinary heritage, purity of flavors, and warm hospitality. 
What's really cool about this place, and when we got there, you knew it was brand new because it took uh, almost an hour to get our first drink. <laughs> Even with reservations, but whatever. Opening restaurants hard. I've never done it, so can't judge, but just explaining my experience. But glad there was a lot of uh, eye candy to check out. I mean, really nice people to look at that were great. <laughs> Um, so the cool thing was, if you look at the menu, it was like a 12-page book, which is kind of awkward at first, but then they realize when you're ordering a cocktail or you're ordering um, wine, they actually have a map of Greece that shows you where a lot of their ingredients are sourced from, specifically vineyards. Um, and so we went with a very Grecian order, which was the Atma White, but also known as Apostolokos Timopoulos which is some Greek name, which is awesome. <laughs> and it was awesome. Um, and then for like a little appetizer, I ended up doing the uh, Mez collection, which I was partially traditional tzatziki, scroll over with octopus and the charred eggplant. And as my main course, I did the lamb shank. So super Greek, super fun. Um, I'm hoping now, a couple weeks later, a couple months later, almost at this point, they got their, uh, their act together with their service and stuff like that. But it was a really cool place. It's uh, right in Milwaukee, uh, just short of the square. So it's a super fun walk for me. Just about a, a 25, 30-minute walk. Super fun atmosphere. Definitely going back for sure. Just hoping to settle for a little bit better experience next time. is a fun little German restaurant, Funkenhausen. At Funkenhausen, chef Mark Stewart draws inspiration from Charleston, South Carolina. Upbringing and his German heritage create unique dishes that revisit the meals of his childhood, but are reimagined with modern and innovative twists. It's worth noting that in the hands of Stewart, these traditionally heavy dishes become lighter versions of themselves. His food combines southern and German flavors to create a soulful mashup of cuisines, cultures and memories, an expression that is deeply personal, but still doesn't have to take it too seriously. This place is awesome. Uh, it was exactly that. It was German food with a smaller scale, smaller portion, lighter fare, which is amazing. Started out with a mimosa boot, because Germans love their boots. Best part about that was I took a picture, tagged myself, and checked in at Funkenhausen on Instagram. A few weeks later, they used my picture on their Instagram page. So, pretty much a micro-influencer at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this place is awesome. I definitely want them for brunch. Um, probably going back for dinner sometime soon. I, I love German food uh, coming from uh, a northern European background. And B, they had some really cool cocktails, some German beers uh, that they had set up on there on tap. Uh, but I started off my, my little brunchy with uh, something super German, uh, big garlic pretzel. Um, the chef actually, Chef Stewart, actually partners with Hannah's Bretzel, the uh, sandwich company here in town, since they're both German to make their pretzels for them. So it was like super, just like high quality pretzel for sure. Um, and then I just got some like basic sides. I got the house versed, bacon and eggs, just kind of like keep it simple, but I also want to try some very unique things because I wanted the house versed, which was, I don't remember what the, which one that was that day, but the cool thing is I rotated all the time. So super German. Not too filling, super fun, definitely going back to check out Funkenhausen. Another brunch spot was actually at the Breakfast House. Uh, driven by a couple of these locations quite a few times, never made the effort to stop in uh, for brunch because the line looked huge. So bit the bullet and decided to check it out, the one on Ashland. Um, but Jaime Hara is the owner of Chef 
Breakfast House Chicago. He's been working in the restaurant industry in Chicago ever since he arrived from Ecuador. After 10 years of working in the kitchen, he decided to create a restaurant with a neighborhood feel, a place where you can come in with family, friends, or simply buy yourself to enjoy a variety of delicious home-cooked menu items and interact with friendly staff. Jaime dreamed of a place where you could combine all his knowledge from his previous work experience into his own creation. Through his hard work, passion, and support from family and friends, his first location was established in December of 2012 in the West Town neighborhood. Six years later, he opened his second location in West Lakeview. The COVID pandemic was a big challenge for the Breakfast House, although it did not stop the team from opening their third location in Irving Park in December 2020. The restaurant was supported by takeout and delivery for only months. Thanks to the support of the Breakfast House customers, the company and team managed to make it through one of the most difficult time periods in the service industry has fed. After six months later, Breakfast House Chicago and Coffee Bar opened its doors in Ruggieville as the fourth location, continuing on its goal of providing tasty meals, a great customer experience, and a feel within Chicagoland. This is what Chicago is all about. Uh, I'm an uh, immigrant from Ecuador, opens a restaurant, successful, opens a second, opens a third, opens a fourth, even with challenges in the way. This is why I love kind of supporting small businesses. Granted, he's getting to location number four, so by definition, he might not be small business anymore, but super great guy, super awesome. Here was a little bit more uh, standardized brunch menu, just fresh squeezed mimosa, huevos rancheros, so not like super American brunchy, but like brunchy like all around town. And then uh, it was awesome. It was just very pleasant, uh, sat out right on the patio. Um, seating was great, service was great. Minus the 13,000 screaming kids. <laughs> I guess everyone just went there for their Sunday brunch after church and it was, uh, it, it was a headache to say the least. But food was fantastic. Uh, probably uh, we'll get more takeout opposed to sit there and enjoy screaming kids. I'm single, I don't have any kids, I don't like dealing with that if I don't have to. Kudos to everyone that does and has in their life. Next stop is Welcome Back Lounge. This place is phenomenal. Their mission. Their mission is to work together to provide people with an experience that is elevated beyond the ordinary. They strive to provide an adaptable environment where employees and guests alike will create great memories, enjoy the moment, and make anticipated plans. They achieve the mission by putting their employees first. The concept, Welcome Back, at its very core, is the description of hospitality, a place that no matter if you have been there or before or not, you immediately feel like a regular, with a late 1970s, early 80s feel, a place where friends can be on the reg. This place is going to be your new favorite watering hole, where it's too good to be bad. This place was so weird. <laughs> I walk in and they're like, welcome back. I'm like, I haven't been here before. What's going on here? <laughs> Took me about 25 minutes to realize I literally said that to everyone. <laughs> that place is awesome. You, know, you walk in, you see like this crazy old like 1970s bingo sign which actually is telling you when your order is ready. They have a grill in the back, which is awesome. They have a patio that has an old school camper that you can order drinks from. You're literally sitting in lounge chairs that you use like at home for like your picnics growing up from the 80s and 90s. It was so fun, I really love this place. Plus the food was super like American grill stuff. Like, I ended up getting the Scrappy Burger, which was a single beef patty, American cheese, English muffin, jardinera mayo, lettuce, pickled bread onions, and I added an egg and bacon on there just to go hardcore. 
They even think that wasn't enough. I ordered the Spam Dunkers and the Corn Dogs. So Spam Dunkers are deep fried Spam. Corn Dogs are obviously little mini Corn Dogs. Uh, and the cool part was their beers actually give you a koozie to keep it cold. This place is awesome. It's like the bougiest 1970s watering hole in Logan Square. It just, it just mixes so many different things together. And I absolutely love it. The place is always packed though. So sometimes COVID is a little scary. But I will definitely be going back there. Uh, once things kind of cool down a little bit more, I can have uh, some safe space outside. Our next stop, we actually go across the border, not of the U.S., but of the States, up to Wisconsin. <laughs> Went to uh, Taco Loco for an EC foodie meetup event. Super fun. Taco Loco started in David's backyard, surrounded by friends and family. It was started around the campfire on summer outings. There are these tacos that feed his family, made with high-quality ingredients like prime rinse steak, local produce, and lots of love. They don't have an on-point social media game, but they do have great tacos. What would you rather eat, good tacos or bad tacos? <laughs> uh, the place is awesome. Uh, we went to the whole place taken over for the EC Foodie Meetup. Again, uh, my friend Chris Attaway runs that. She was on a couple episodes ago. Uh, it was so much fun. Got to see a bunch of people I knew before. Got to meet a bunch of new friends. Actually got to meet David. He pulls up in his super awesome white Mustang from the 1980s. It was just so much fun. Place is awesome. Like, people love tacos. And then there's a place we like this which is awesome about tacos. Uh, the best part was being a part of the, the meetup. We got free Mezcal Paloma, like mini drinks, little like sippers. And then I ended up getting the mango braised pork tacos. I usually don't get um, anything like hardcore tacos. You try to like stick my guns, whatever. But the fact that he mixed like mango braised pork, it was just so good. And I definitely want to go back. I definitely plan on going back to Madison quite a few times a year these days. And I'll definitely be stopping and say hello to all my friends at Taco Local over on Willie Street. stop before we wrap up this episode 51 of the Monday Munchies episode uh, is The Perch. The Perch Kitchen and Tap is partnered with f between four star restaurant groups and Fitch Beering Company. Wicker Park's newest full service restaurant and bar with an on-site brewery. Exclusive beers are always on tap, just waiting to be paired with someone seasonal from the wood-fired grill. Here they're always down for a raise of glass. Great food, tequila brews, and the best people on earth. Raise a glass to it. This is awesome. I obviously went there for brunch. That's all I ever do these days. Besides go to my usual restaurants for dinner. <laughs> uh, this is super fun. I had like a cool ale house with country music vibes. Uh, super high high ceilings, like maybe like 30 foot ceilings. Super fun, very bright, a lot of natural light. Um, I ended up getting this omelet. And there's certain ways to make omelets, which I've learned from watching cooking shows from like Wolfgang Puck and all that stuff. And this place does it right. They do the, the triple fold in, very fluffy, very full, uh, not too like eggy. It was awesome. Uh, started off with mimosa just to kind of get things started. But I'm like, I'm in a brewery. I got to try it out. Crazy thing is, took a video here of all the brews I wanted to try through on social media. They called me out like, oh, you should have came at a better time because we're all out of beer. It was awesome. So my micro-influences as an Instagrammer are just going through the roof. 
I got two people who like my photos this week. <laughs> but uh, the beer that I got to try it was the Moes Hef, like the Hefeizen, the Screaming Eagle, the Sungasm, and the Songbird. All those little like samplers, which are super fun. Um, I really like my kind of my blondes, my German beers for sure, and IPAs. And then sometimes I'll try a fruity beer here. Not a huge fan of like some of the darker beers or stuff like that. But uh, really cool brewery. Super awesome environment and walking distance from me. So all around great uh, vibes for that. So definitely go out there, support local restaurants. Things are clearing up for sure. Just be safe, be careful, and until next time. This episode is sponsored by Stock Manufacturing, a top workwear creator for premium hospitality brands. What started as men's fashion brand gradually migrated to designing and manufacturing custom workwear staff would feel proud to be seen in. What makes a memorable meal? The perfect staff? What makes people coming back, you ask? It's never just a single element. It's every thoughtful detail working in harmony to leave a lasting impression. Stock Manufacturing partners with establishments of all sizes to create custom uniforms from front to the back of the house. With roots in fashion and design, and nearly a decade of manufacturing, they have built a reputation as the outfitter of choice for exciting names in the hospitality industry, including Alinea, which is the only restaurant in Chicago currently awarded three stars from the Michelin Guide. From a 300-room hotel to a 3 seat cafe, no project is too big or too small. If you use the code FFF20, which is short for Triple F20, you get 20% off your first order from their website, stockmfgco.com. That's S-T-O-C-K-M-F-G-C-O.com. Or just type in stock manufacturing in your Google Chrome extension for the 20% off discount, which is FFF20 at checkout. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.